I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe any place you get uh, podcasts, uh, podcast app or iTunes or anything like that. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. And you can find my live radio show weekday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on KMZQ. That's AM 670 in Las Vegas. Now, I, I want to apologize ahead of time if I cough at all. Many of you may know that I recently survived about with COVID-19. I have a little tiny bit of a residual cough, very little. I feel fine now, but I went through hell for a couple weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. And I haven't had time to record any podcasts because I was really, really, really sick for about, about two weeks, better part of two weeks. About the 11th or 12th of June, I started to feel a little bit of a hit, hit, hit cough, no big deal. Went to work, started at work. Just a little cough, something you cough in your sleeve, no big deal. Went home that night, kind of felt crappy. Friday morning, I felt really achy. Now, I'm the kind of person who never calls in sick to work, ever. And in talk radio, it's not that easy to replace you if you do call in sick. Someone's got to scramble to try to cover the show somehow. So I don't like to ever do that. Uh, But I did call in sick because, hey, listen, we live in a COVID world now. And out of respect for the employees I work with, the people who uh, share a soundproof room with me over the course of the day, we've got about at least half a dozen people who are passing through that room that I'm in. So I called in sick and I got tested. And on Sunday morning at about three o'clock in the morning, I was checking my phone and sure as heck, I had COVID-19. I was positive for it. I wasn't entirely surprised. I mean, it has been going around. I did find out later there were some people in my building who had it, who had been sent home. But listen, you know, once that horse leaves the barn, I'm not sure what you can really do as an employer. There are certain things you're going to touch, certain air you're going to breathe. I mean, it just is what it is. And so I felt pretty crappy for a couple of weeks. Some of my main symptoms included a feeling like I had been run over by an 18-wheeler. I mean, I literally could not get out of bed. I was so weak and sore and achy and feverish. Thank God for my husband. I don't know how I would have made it without him. And you hear the stories about people who die from this, and a lot of them are older, obviously. And many of them, I was doing some research, are not married, they find out. Now, I think that's uh, certainly something that could contribute to somebody's health because if you can't get out of bed for days out i literally if i got out of bed and went to the bathroom brushed my teeth that was a big deal maybe took a bath that was pretty much all i could manage most days if i had to get out of bed and make sure i drank enough water make sure i had enough uh make sure i had enough food in my stomach whatever it might be i don't know that i'd have done it and then you sit and you get dehydrated and then you don't feel well and then it just kind of uh, snowballs and that's why you wind up in the er i think in some cases I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying that it makes perfect sense because my husband was there to help me with take care of my dogs, take care of the house, take care of things that needed to be done while I was flat on my back and just couldn't move. I didn't have the strength to even, I didn't open my laptop for two weeks. And I'm on my laptop, of course, every day because of what I do for a living. That tells you how sick I was. I didn't have the strength to sit up in bed and get on my laptop. Couldn't read a book, didn't have the concentration for that. I was able to sit in bed and watch YouTube videos and old <laughs> old boxing matches and, you know, old TV shows from the 70s and, you know, 80s and things like that. But I really didn't have a lot of concentration. But the main thing I had was the aches, the fever, some chills, uh, a lot of sweating at night. And also, I um, one of the things I experienced that was the hardest for me, that was worse than flu I've had in the past, was the stomach, the pain in the stomach. Now, I had been prescribed... Uh, the Z-Pack, and I took that. The doctor prescribed that before I even had a positive test. 
So I'm not sure if that helped or not, to be honest. I really don't know. I've not seen any indication anywhere that ZPAC helps. And remember, I'm not giving anybody medical advice here, okay? I'm just telling you about what I experienced and what I went through. Uh, so I don't know if the ZPAC is the best thing or not. One of my friends who's taken a ZPAC more than once, he happens to be a cop and, you know, obviously exposed to a lot of things over the course of his day. He's taken a ZPAC more than once, and he said that the stomach thing is a result of the ZPAC clearing all of the good and bacteria out of your stomach and maybe that's true so i was eating yogurt which i hate but i started to like it a little bit now my husband got me yogurt yogurt i was taking some of those uh probiotics to kind of replace but i'm telling you something there was one night where my stomach hurt so bad i felt like i've been disemboweled I, I honestly i'm not gonna lie to you i tr i was drinking milk i was eating cottage cheese I was trying to take things to soothe my stomach, coat my stomach, whatever, and I could not get a handle on it. I couldn't get comfortable. I was miserable. And I was finally just lying there on the couch looking up at the ceiling, and I said, okay, Lord, just take me. <laughs> I've done enough in my life. I'm ready to go. I can't do this anymore. Now, at no time did I feel like I was uh, in a medical emergency or, you know, going to die or anything like that or felt the need to call an ambulance. No, none of that stuff. Uh, now, I don't know what would have happened had my husband not been there to help me out because, once again, you get very dehydrated very quickly. And if you're sick, if you're throwing up, I had very little of that. But if you're throwing up, that obviously dehydrates you. And if you're having any kind of other digestive issues, that dehydrates you. So you just need somebody there to help you out and bring you things. My husband would bring me like, you know, I'd have him bring me half a bowl of refried beans. You know, it's good solid protein. It's soothing to your stomach. Just things like that. That that Those are some of the things that I uh, benefited from when I was so sick. I have not changed my position on masks. I know there were a lot of people on social media who were trashing me because I had poo-pooed masks. I have never said people shouldn't wear masks. What I've said is people don't wear them correctly, and that's true, and I stand by that. I see people walking around with masks that are nothing more than a piece of paper, half off their faces, hanging off their rearview mirrors, walking around with gloves on, yet they have their cell phones in their hands. These are people who are not taking protective equipment seriously. They're not medical professionals. They don't treat them like medical professionals. Years ago, my mom got very, very sick in the hospital and was on ICU and on a bunch of machines for about six days. And we had to glove up every time we went in the room. Gown up, we had to put the gloves on, the mask, every time we went into her room. So we would put all that on, go over, talk to her, lean over the bed, and then when we left the room, we would take all that off and put it in the trash can, wash our hands again so we could get out of the cafeteria or whatever. That's how you wear protective equipment. You don't walk around Walmart with a mask hanging half off your face. That doesn't make me feel better. So I stand by my position on masks. I think it's one of those things that gives people a false sense of security. And there's been a lot of research that said, listen, masks only help if you have it, so you don't give it to others. It doesn't prevent somebody uh, who's walking around with a mask on from getting it from somebody else, whatever. It, and, and now it's become a political event, the mask whole thing. It's a political statement now. If you wear a mask, you're a sheep. If you don't wear a mask, you're a patriot. I, I don't think that's true either. I think there are people who legitimately have to worry about getting this. Uh, be, like my mom is one of those people. She cannot get this. She won't survive it. And there are people like that. So my mom is staying indoors. There are a lot of folks like me, the vast majority of people like me, who will get this probably at some point in the next few months, will survive it. Maybe it will be awful. Maybe it won't. My husband is in the same house with me. Now, we didn't get him tested. We really didn't feel like we needed to. He's obviously exposed to it because he's here with me. There's no way to prevent that. 
He hardly got anything. A little bit of a tickle in his throat. That's it. Go figure. I'm getting walloped and he hardly got anything. And we worry because he tends to get things in his lungs sometimes. And he coughs up a lung for months. And we were very worried that he'd get this and really uh, take it badly. Nothing. Virtually nothing. So go figure. And he was exposed to the same thing I was. And we're living in the same house. So uh, I don't know what advice I have for people other than to be as careful as you can be. I was. I went to work and home. That's all I've done for months is to go to work and home and work and home and work and home. My husband does a grocery shopping just because he likes it. Usually he fills my car up with gas while he's out. I mean, I'm pretty spoiled. That's true. I don't want to go anywhere. And most of the places I'd want to go have been closed anyway for a couple of months. So I go nowhere. And yet I got it. In a way, it's kind of a good thing that I got it because I'm done with it now, right? It's not like I have the sword of Damocles hanging over my head anymore. Oh my gosh, am I going to get it? Well, I've already had it. Can I get it again? I don't know. You know, you hear so many stories of one guy in China who got it again. They thought they were negative and then they were positive. I don't know. But I'll tell you another quick story. The other day, a friend of mine, and this is important because I know one of the things that casinos are doing is they're doing this temporal scanner, right? They, sorry about the coughing. <coughs> they do the scanner of your forehead, you know, the scan to check your temperature. So I have a friend who's a street preacher kind of guy in Vegas. He goes into uh, places where people are incarcerated. He goes out to the homeless. He's always handing out tracts and talking to people about Jesus. Very positive guy, never a negative. You know, you're going to hell, not that kind of guy. So he posted on Facebook the other day that he was going into a place to speak to some folks, and he kind of felt faint and almost collapsed as he was walking in. So they sat him down and they said, oh, you're probably just dehydrated. And they checked his temperature and he was fine. Well, you know, when they started talking about doing these temporal scanners or whatever it is that they do, when they started talking about that initially, I was concerned because I'm thinking it's 110 in Vegas. Everybody's got a hot forehead, right? I, I don't know how that even works. I'm not a doctor once again, but it didn't make sense to me. Well, my friend passed this test. But I saw what he put on Facebook. I know him very well. I know he doesn't collapse like that. He's, a, he's an older guy, but he's healthy. So I called him. He's a single guy. I called him, and I said, look, let's get you in and get you tested. I made a couple of calls. He's a veteran. Got him out to the VA. They took, took him right in. Uh, took a couple hours. I had to wait outside. They wouldn't let me wait inside. But took a couple hours to go through the whole process. They gave him a test result right then and there. Guess what? He's positive. He did not have a fever. He did not have chills. He passed the temporal scanner, whatever the thing is. He was somebody who would normally have been able to go in and out of buildings for who knows how long had he not been sick enough, had somebody who's a friend not said to him, hey, bud, you might want to get tested just to be sure. Now, I've talked to him a couple times since then. I brought him some things and whatnot, and he's, he's doing okay. He feels fatigued, but he's okay, but he's an older guy. And I said, listen, you have any trouble breathing, anything, you call me, you call an ambulance, you know, we'll take care of it. Uh, you need somebody who's willing to also go in there and, and be next to you when you're sick. See, I've already had it. I don't know that I'm immune from getting it again, but I'm sure probably in a lot better situation when it comes to immunity than some people he lives around. He lives in a senior complex. They're not going to want to get near him, and I can understand why. So maybe this is a gift that God gave me that I've already had this. I don't know. Uh, and I'm going to look into whether or not I'm immune to it. I'll talk to doctors about it. I'll get some testing to make sure I'm negative before I go back to work. I've been kind of doing my show for my house. So I just wanted to give you all an update. 
It wasn't fun. I'm not going to lie to you, but I have not changed my position on masks because I think they give people a sense of false security. And when I go out to a restaurant and I see people wearing masks and serving, I know that they are not, it's not any more sanitary. I know what goes on behind the scenes in restaurants. They're adjusting their masks. They're doing this. They're doing that. Friends of mine are putting on Facebook who are waiters and bartenders and things, how miserable the mask is. It's making them break out. It's hurting their ears. It's miserable. I don't feel safer, and I'm not going to go out to restaurants while people are still wearing masks. Once again, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying I personally don't feel safer as a result of this. So I'll be talking more about this, uh, this COVID situation, certainly what's happening in Vegas with the culinary union suing and all these kinds of things they're trying to put into place. Uh, it's a mess. But I just wanted to give everybody an idea of what I went through. If you have any questions about any of this, please talk to your doctor and please look out for each other. If you have a senior friend, somebody who maybe has some symptoms that they might not attribute to this COVID, please look out for them. Please make sure they get what they need, especially men. God bless them. Men are the greatest thing God ever created. But you know how men are about going to doctors. They don't do it. My friend probably would never have gotten tested if I literally didn't say I'll be at your house in 10 minutes. <laughs> You're getting in my car. That's the deal. So this is what you have to do for each other. So I'm glad I'm back. My detractors are not. They were trashing me. Huh, what do I care? I'll do a podcast on that coming up too. I'm Heidi Harris. Once again, you can catch my live show 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. weekday mornings on AM 670 KMZQ. You can listen live at a link on HeidiHarris.com. So if you're not in Vegas, you can easily catch it. I uh, hope you stay safe. <laughs> Thank the Lord that politicians are not in charge of your life. And remember, you were created for a purpose. And I guess God's purpose for me <laughs> isn't over yet because I'm still here. <laughs> Here's Tony's Godwell. Godwell.